Hey everybody, thanks for checking out this episode of My First Sketch at MyFirstSketch.com. I'm Josh Hyam. As always, feel free to subscribe to the show on iTunes and get it automatically. You can like the podcast on Facebook at Facebook.com slash MyFirstSketch. You can email me at MyFirstSketchPodcast at gmail.com. Or you can follow me on Twitter at Josh High False. Today's guest is Trevor Miles, who is currently a member of Dog Mountain and formerly one half of Daring Dalton. His first sketch is called Heroes of the Game, about a character who prevents suicide at Kauffman Stadium, which was the home field for the Kansas City Royals, who until the last couple of years were an example of futility in Major League Baseball. Tom Hannigan plays David, the head suicide preventer at Kauffman Stadium. Sheila Master plays a couple fans. Trevor Miles is Jerry, and I provide the visual cues and editing information. So let's go to the sketch. Exterior Kauffman Stadium Concourse Day. David Mortem, a middle-aged man in a Royals hat, addresses the camera. My name's David Mortem. I'm the head suicide preventer here at the Kauffman Stadium. Cut to a few quick shots of lopsided scores on the scoreboard. Times are tough here in Kansas City, so you get a lot of jumpers. Cut to the upper deck of the day. David helping a fan climb back over the railing. It's going to be okay. You don't have to worry. We're going to get you all the help you need. David hands up the fan a piece of paper from his pocket. Here's a coupon for a free hot dog. Back to the, the concourse for the interview. I used to work for the Detroit Lions, but I think I like it better in, here in Miss, Missouri. Uh, Kauffman Stadium stands at night. The stands are empty. David passes by a similarly dressed staff member. Good job tonight, Ray. Yankee tomorrow. Stay on your toes. Uh, back to the concourse for the interview. We try to keep a good eye on section 345 up there as it has the highest concentration of season ticket holders. Back to the uh, Kauffman Stadium stands during the day. Three years ago, David saved me from jumping off the third deck, and I felt great since I started attending group therapy sessions sponsored by the Royals. They basically just remind you how much worse it can it is to be a Cubs fan, but it works. That, and they had a doctor write me a prescription for Albify. Uh, back to the concourse for the interview. We usually keep a couple of extra guys on staff when Zach Grinke pitches. You know, if they're losing 10 nothing and the third most just go home and drink, but having a bullpen blow it in the eighth or ninth is more than some folks can handle. Uh, Kauffman Stadium Concourse Night. David talks into his walkie-talkie. They're bringing in Farnsworth, everybody. That's code orange. Stay alert. Uh, interior of the office of the day, a man, in a, a man in a shirt and tie sits at a desk. Below him, a title appears, Jerry Klondike, Public Relations Director. A uh, high suicide rate can do some real damage to the club's image. David and his team do a tremendous job of keeping that number down. Back to the concourse for the interview. Since the program started back in 2004, we've been able to maintain a 98% success rate, which the Royals organization takes a lot of pride in. Come in, David. We have a jumper in Section 315. Repeat, we have a jumper in Section 315. Over. David picks up the walkie-talkie. I'm on it. We follow David down the concourse through a crowd of fans and into the stands. A fan is climbing over the railing. 
David slowly approaches him. You don't want to do this. Come on, man. Climb back over. We're never going to win. What's the point? We'll be good again. The team's just in a rebuilding stage. They've been rebuilding for ten years. I'm doing it. I'm going to end it all right now. There's still so much to live for. We've got some good prospects in, the, in a double A. Don't you want to see if they make it into the big leagues? The fan glances down. He stares back at David. Just climb back over. Nice and easy. The fan shakes his head. Nothing can take the pain away. The fan lets go of the rail. David rushes over and looks down. A splat is heard, followed by screams. David, look back. David looks back at the camera. 98%. The end. Hey, Trevor. Hey, how's it going? All right, so where did this idea come from? Uh, this was, I, I had to, I ended up getting this weird, uh, like, gig in between, like, uh, like my junior, senior year of college. Uh, just right for this, it was this, like, scoop, this guy trying to do, like, a, like a uh, sports-themed, like, website just with, like, videos and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was really bad. It was very poorly run. It was funny, like... Because I ended up getting on it because the guy who was, like, the head writer for it was, like, he liked the fact that I wrote, like, you know, that I was into, like, stuff like the Coen Brothers and shit. Like, because he was like, yeah, we don't want it to be, like, you know, just these, like, dumb bro humor, dumb entendre stuff. And then the guy who was actually, like, I guess the producer was running things, like, that was exactly what he he wanted. wanted. (laughs) So, so, yeah, he didn't last long and neither did I. But, uh, yeah, that was... it was like a few weeks before, like after I had like stopped like you know, working there mm-hmm. until anything I ended up online and it was just like really bad. It so was like the same like there was every almost every sketch had like the same was like filmed in front of the same like brick wall and right. the loft they had rented out. So whatever. this this is out there like Yeah, I mean this was in uh this was this in New York. Was right? out there like this was shot and made? Uh nothing oh no this I don't okay, think this so. One was, Not okay. to my knowledge. Uh, I didn't keep checking back. I would have gone long, digging. I would have gone looking for it. Yeah. Um, okay. I'd be shocked if that website still exists. <laughs> um, okay. So, so what? What were you watching as comedy? What were you a fan of? I mean, you mentioned the Coen Brothers. Like, what else? Yeah. Even I mean, growing up, it was because I first went to school just as like for like film, not really like. Uh, and where did you go? Uh, school of Visual Arts. Okay. SBA. Um, but more just like into like you know, uh, I mean I watched like comedy like movies and stuff, but I wasn't really like didn't really know a lot about uh, like sketch and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I mean outside of like some obvious stuff like like SNL, yeah. and, like Chappelle show stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But, uh, um, so then what? So you get this job for this website to write in college. What brings you to Philadelphia to? Uh, well, I'm originally from over in Jersey, so mm-hmm. like I came back, stayed there for a little bit after school, and ended up moving over to Philly. Because um, me and uh, before I was in like Dog Mountain or whatever, it was me and uh, my friend uh, Joe Pellucci. We uh, ended up like writing stuff together because we, uh, we also went to college together. So that's okay. how we originally knew each other. Yeah, he's so like originally from like around Phoenixville. That okay, or and because that's Darren Dalton. Yeah, Darren, Darren Daring Dalton. Darren Dalton. Yeah, Darren Dalton, yeah. Um, because Darren Dalton 
started like rising just as my group judo range was petering out and like dying uh, yeah. a death. So you guys were like the the hip new thing as we were disappearing from the <laughs> map. Um, so I don't really have that much experience with Darren Dalton because I disappeared for a while. So did you? So you guys went to school together. You came back down to the Philadelphia area. Were you? Did you do anything with Fit? Did you like? Yeah, I mean, originally we had started just like because before we had finished school, we had kind of started doing like with a couple other people, like our own like sort of like sketch video kind of like just okay. you know funny video kind of stuff. So we wanted to keep doing stuff like that. So we would just like meet once or twice a week, just over in the city, and just like write in like a coffee shop or something. Mm-hmm. And then uh, eventually we ended up taking like a class at Fit. Because he was sort of familiar with that stuff from doing, like, he had taken a few UCB classes when okay. he was in school. So he was like, hey, come take this improv class with me. So that's how I got into So that. you did improv before you did... Yeah, well, I took a class and like, right, I took I mean. 201, like, a year later. Mm-hmm. And then in the meantime, took, took a... Uh, we were going to take 201 after the 101 class, but it filled up and there was a sketch... 101 class that we ended up taking instead. With, that's how, it with, was with uh, Billy Bob Thompson. Oh, okay. Yeah. I think you're the first person I've talked to that went with Billy, like, that's Billy yeah, Bob. Yeah, I think that was probably, like, Cause he only did like soon after that. Yeah, yeah, he only did, like, a couple. Um, what was that experience like uh, with it was great. Billy Bob? Yeah, it was, Joe Moore was actually in our class, so that's how I met him, too. And, uh, yeah, I mean, that's how, like, and, you know, me and Joe were in it, so that's how we started doing, like, okay. sketch up and stuff like that. But, yeah, I had, like, you know... Before that, I had no idea that, like, live sketch was even a thing at all. I like, didn't know anything about it. Um, so then, uh, so you and Joe settled into this duo of Daring Dalton. Um, how long? I mean, because you guys did a show last year, right? Yeah, or? we just did, like, our pretty much our final show, okay, like, so back you, in July. it is done. Yeah, okay. he, uh, he uh, got engaged, moved to Florida. So, oh, yeah. that's, that's, that's yeah. going to kill a team. Yeah. Um, so... So you guys roughly get together. I think it was like 2000, I would say 2012, maybe 2011 to start out with. Um, and you guys, because I remember you guys just kept popping up and like you were pretty prolific together for that first year or so. Like, Yeah, I mean, we had like a while where we would try to like, you know, do things pretty consistently. Like we would try to do like sketch up every time, mm-hmm. do like theme show every month and then like book some stuff in between. Um, uh, yeah. So then... Uh, so you're working as a duo. Like, what was your writing process with that? Like, were, were you uh, writing separately? And then we actually wrote together mostly. Like, that was, uh, yeah, it was like, I mean, I guess we just had like, like very similar like aesthetics and sensibilities about like what we considered, we thought was funny. So it was like, I guess it was like a little like, I don't know, like, uh, like sometimes we'd just be like literally like passing a laptop back and forth. Okay. It's like just weird, like, wouldn't recommend that. <laughs> it's not it probably not uh, the most efficient. Yeah, but it's just like right until you get bored or stuck, and then just like give it. A, <laughs> I mean, we'd have like a general concept to begin with, and then just yeah. Um, and then okay, so Darren Dalton's running, and then you hook on to Dog Mountain. Where, yeah, did you... I think it was like during. It was either during or shortly after we took that class was when they were starting those teams. So, like, Joe and I applied to it at the same time and both got on. Okay, that's, that's what I thought, that you guys yeah. were original of that, like, original yeah. audition of them. Um, so, that means that you've been part of Dog Mountain for, like, four years now. Yeah, or take, uh, What is the difference, how, like, or how do you find the difference between writing for Dog Mountain or working for Dog Mountain compared to working together as Darren Dalton? Especially since you guys overlapped as yeah. your duo and... 
as part of a bigger group at the same time for a while. Yeah, I mean, I think the uh, the duo definitely had like sort of its own more like specific kind of uh, like voice to it. Like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, because mostly our sketches, they're very like dialogue driven. Like it was mostly like, they're very like static. It was a lot of just like two guys standing and like talking back and forth to each other, which we were able to make work just through like, just like, I don't know, just writing good characters for ourselves, I guess. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I mean the dog, dog mountains is a little more free to, you know, I don't have to, again, I can like rely on other people to do certain roles. Yeah. I don't have to like worry about like, oh, I have to do this. But, um, yeah, when you're running a duo, yeah. everything you write, right. you everything have has to, to do. Be, it's much more restrained. Everything has to be with two people or whatever. And, you know, Oh, I can't do so a party a scene. More, right. There's a lot more, uh, that you can work with, I guess. Um, and that, so do you find that your, uh, your like film sensibility or and going to film school and visual arts and all that stuff, how does that affect your, uh, writing process? Yeah, or? I mean, definitely with like Joe and I, that definitely like influenced the kind of, the kind of like stuff we'd write, like as far as like being sort of like dialogue driven and sort of like, we always like latched onto these very like sad characters. Mm-hmm. Cause like, that's just kind of like, like I think like the one like like the like the one I think like the one like scene for a movie that we would always like come back to is like our favorite thing is like the uh the scene like Boogie Nights where uh Philip Seymour often tries to kiss Mark Wahlberg and mm-hmm. he's just like idiot, you idiot like, <laughs> like we just both like think that's like the funniest thing ever. So that was like the kind of stuff that we like writing about, like just sad like, you know, really like sad, desperate people, but like a way that's not callous like i guess but um so that was the kind of thing that we would do like it was a little more character based with that and then like with dog mountain i think it was i go be a little free to have more like loud characters yeah. more like physical characters stuff like that and, and that like the if i'm not mistaken that the makeup of dog mountain has changed pretty drastically from yeah the it's gone through a lot of variations are you the only one that's been there's a few i guess at this point it'd be me joe moore carl bakuti um might be it actually rob kind of comes in and out sometimes it's like uh yeah yeah um because you know sure that's it all right so joe's gone to florida and you've since added like uh i know rj Payne's involved as a actor like yeah and you have julia hudson coming on um you had uh courtney painter for a spell there ashley toll i think is yeah she's on like there's there's definitely an influx of um so and it's a fairly big group there's like eight or nine people not necessarily like in the writer's room but yeah perform like three like three people that just act so total it gets to be uh um is there, like, do you find it more freeing to have that many people compared? Yeah, like, it's definitely, like, it's definitely nice to not have, like, to split the whole show's responsibilities do, between two people. And to do everything. And to, yeah, be in, like, five sketches that are all heavy dialogue. And, yeah, so it's, yeah, I like doing something and then letting this sit back. Just sitting for a moment. A yeah, it's nice. Because, um, like, one of the things I remember from my, my brief time of seeing Darren Dawn, especially in the beginning, it, I felt like there was, like, a lot of, like, cop Yeah, we like cop humor. Um, we, like, 
we actually did a whole cop show because like we realized that we like we just, we just kind of wanted to acknowledge like yeah we know we do a lot of cop shit like we're just gonna do <laughs> like okay. here like so we just like gonna do like we did a cop show we actually did that with um dan vetrano we had right. like, a third like we did yeah um and then the the private investigator now like i think the last couple of dog mountain shows i've the seen dog Mountain, it. yeah yeah the pi yeah. uh like is that you or is that uh joe moore wrote that okay because, yeah. I mean, you do it on stage. I was like, there he is with a cop again. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, yeah. Um, but you also do stand up, or you did do yeah. stand up for a while. Like, yeah, I do stand. I do it like here and there, like uh, not as consistently as I used to. But yeah. and then, what's your different process for that? Like, ah, uh, man, it's just like, um, yeah. I, I mean, I guess it's just like more like uh, stand up's more like just person like. Things that I just, like, find funny just, like, more is, like, in terms of personal experiences or, like, just things I can exaggerate from personal experiences right. where, like, sketch, I can, like, be free to just do whatever kind of insane. Like, but it's, so you're, it, so you're not, like, a one-liner. You're not in that Mitch Hedberg. Yeah, like, I do, yeah, I mean, they're kind of, like, longer, like, like, not really, I wouldn't call it storytelling, like, bits, but, like, most of, like, I don't really have lots of, like, quick, they're usually, like, a minute, two minutes. Right. With bits. Which doesn't always work when you only have like five and an open yeah it's mic. hard like you have to <laughs> yeah it gives you a very small margin of error basically yeah. um and then okay so you have that small margin of error when you do stand-up but th- do you think that it helps and affects the sketch yeah well, i guess a little bit i mean it makes it um you can be a little more used to like the having to deal with like the precision of it like yeah. uh you know just you know, having like, the prepared lines and all that and, stuff. And like I don't like I really don't like I do stand up. I don't really like like riff on stuff or like yeah. I just don't like I don't like work stuff out on stage or anything. Like you're you're insane. Like I, like I just like I write it down and I say yeah. Uh, so but you know, it's very it's very much choose your words wisely, fit them yeah. in the right. And I think too, I think that helped us a lot with during Dalton because like a lot. I mean, if you are doing stuff where it's just two people talking to each other back and forth it can obviously get kind of boring so it was like pretty much every line every other line had to get something mm-hmm. yeah but yeah because if there's nothing happening and you're just watching two yeah, guys like bad what they <laughs> what they say has to be funny right. because there's nothing else yeah. that's going to be funny um so like you meant all right we're gonna get back to the cone brothers and the film stuff because like what were you like what were your favorite movies? What were your what were you watching as a kid? What shaped your comedy fandom? Uh, I guess like, like first going, I guess like the earliest thing I can remember getting into as a kid was like Monty Python, like particularly Monty Python, The Holy Grail. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was like I guess that's like the first thing I can remember is like one of those things that like you like say lines from to with your friends right. and shit. Like uh, that first thing that clicks. I'm like, oh, yeah. this is like this is like I can. Like, I, this is more, like, my kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like, uh, yeah, like I mentioned, for, like, Chappelle's show, I really loved that. Like, I guess I was in, like, high is school it, when that was on. Is there, like, a favorite sketch from Chappelle's show or something that, like, really stands out for you? Uh, I, mean, I always latch on to that, the, the, uh, the Clayton Bigsby sketch, the okay. white the, <laughs> the white, the white yeah. like, uh, That, I, yeah, I was in college when that happened, and that sketch was far yeah. and away like it blew me away more than everything else that he did that like that season is just so funny like 
Now, yeah. granted, it's a sketch that like I can't, you right. know, I can't quote a line from it at all without well, sounding like, like yeah, a terrible think, person. Yeah, I think Dave Chappelle's like, yeah, I think he's like a brilliant. Yeah. Dude. Um, and then you mentioned you know obvious stuff of Saturday Night Live and everything. Do you have like a favorite cast member? Do you have a? Uh, I guess like go, if like I had to go like outside of like my own actual like growing up. I guess like of like older stuff, like Chris Farley's probably my favorite. Okay. Like uh, I think my. F- the one I always go back to is that um, the Colombian Coffee Crystals. The the video. I lo- the, yeah, yeah like I love the. Yeah, I do love like really like kind of like loud, over the top, <laughs> like violent, like crazy shit like that. But and it's funny because at the same time, like I mean, with your work in Darren Dalton, it's very dialogue driven, and yeah, and Chris Farley necessarily isn't that guy where he has to be dialogue driven because he he was a very physical force of nature kind of guy like i think it's interesting that you pick him yeah it's like or that you yeah, pick i'm not him. sure i mean i guess it's i mean it's also just like sort of like some of the more memorable sketches i, had. I just like he had like very good i mean like the the other one i guess is that like the uh japanese game show one. Oh yeah yeah, yeah. like where he does still have these little like moments that, yeah of, there is like, a like vulnerability and yeah i i always say that um or at least i've said to a couple of people that chris farley is a great entry point to Saturday live like yeah. especially when you're young like my i have a couple of nephews that are just hitting their teenage years and i want to start showing them the stuff that i like and like try to in- influence them because what they like is garbage and so i'm trying to steer them to better stuff yeah so like trying to get the Saturday Night live and all this best does and i can't give them phil hartman because i love phil hartman i think he's yeah, great like, yeah. but he's a bit older than but chris farley coming in and doing you know pratt falls and all stuff they're gonna get that and love that yeah. and like uh, he's awesome and i can't believe it's been like 20 years since he's died which yeah i, I think next year's 20 which is just ugh, awful um and then okay so you've been doing comedy for a while especially i mean if we're even including this going back to college um what is there something that you've learned about the writing process like a piece of advice that you would give to a younger writer someone that's just starting out um yeah i mean i guess the one thing especially for people that are just starting out i would say like resist the urge to like not want to present something that sucks right like, as far as just like bring something to it, right like like i feel like that's like a lot of, like you feel like oh this isn't ready i don't want to i don't read this and it's like i nah, just read it like it's, it's like it, it's supposed to be a process. It's where like it's supposed to come from something. Like yeah, because if it, if I mean if it's not ready, other people can yeah. help you get it ready, and like putting it in front of people can definitely show what a yeah where your weak parts all. I, mean, I kind of discovered the same like where I finally started like re- like remembering to like record stand up sets, like mm-hmm. just going to open mics and stuff, and it's like basically accomplishes the same thing. It's like you're not like not as Worry, like a little more worried because it's just me. It's just, it's just like you know, but it's like uh, you know, it gives you something that actually like it makes it easier to bring something that's not you're not you don't have 100 percent confidence in right because you can go back and listen to what worked and what didn't and and yeah adjust you don't have to worry about it being like and then um, so what what is your driving force? What is your uh, reason to do comedy? Like what got you into it? What got you going? Uh, I mean, I just like always like. I guess going back to like college, like I feel like I always need to have like some kind of creative outlet to like feel fulfilled, I guess. Like, um, 
and then I just got into doing more like comedy based stuff just from like doing like screenwriting in college and sort of just found that this was the thing that I was like best at out of like you know the things that you could end up doing like did you end up did you I mean I'm sure you've written screenplays in college like how many like yeah like I guess uh, three like are like you still pursuing like, not as much like I guess writing? the thing with me like I don't want to I, I like the idea of like writing like you know more like TV pilots and right. screenplays stuff, but it's like I just at the end of the day it's like I don't want to like spend like time doing stuff that like I don't think will ever actually come to fruition right. it's like yeah it's like it's nice like I still do have I guess that idea in the back of my mind of like writing for a TV show or something but it's like yeah, like the idea of just like slaving away at some like right. like my dream project to never do it. Like that's just not how I want to spend my time on earth. You know, <laughs> I had that same thing where because um, I went to film school for a little bit too, and like writing a hundred pages as a screenplay just became so daunting to me and just yeah. seemed like such a thing. So I was like, all right, and I, and uh, Dan McClory, who's on the new Sketch House team, we also talked about this. Where like hundred pages sounds so much. All right, TV pilot, thirty pages. That sounds like a lot too. Yeah. Sketch comedy, five pages, okay. And then, like, I'm even at the point now where, like, five pages, ugh, like, yeah, right. that's entirely Jeez. too long. Like, let's get it down to three, everybody. Let's yeah. come on. Be reasonable here. Three pages or, like, or nothing. Um, so, uh, were you, the screenplays that you wrote in college, were they comedies? Like, a uh, couple of them. Um, yeah, I wrote, like, two, the one uh was this it was about a like a just like you know like suburban like dad kind of character that's mm-hmm. like obsessed with golf and this was like i guess around the time where like everyone's like cable was switching to digital or, or whatever right. and like i guess and the, the plot was like that he loses the golf channel because of that and okay. kind of <laughs> doesn't want to pay the extra money and he ends up like uh kidnapping like a cable repairman and like taking him hostage in the woods and it's like <laughs> it's kind of just like the whole, like about like you know, uh being able to open up the change or whatever and all that kind of thing and it was yeah. just to get the golf channel back right yeah like it was like because like he's like i guess like in the, i think it's like there was like a scene where on the news there's like some guy that does this sort of like vigilante thing and mm-hmm. like so he's inspired by to like take this into his own hands and all that Kind of like very like falling down ish, right? A little like more, a little more like uh, over the top, like not as dramatic falling down. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, uh, so Dog Mountain is this month. You've got yeah. four shows ahead of us. Yeah, like the last two weeks of September. Yeah. Um, so what is the like the dynamic now? Because it's. Carl's the director. Yeah. Joe Moore's head writer, right? Yeah. And then you, I think Julia's officially on the, the writing room now. Yeah, Julia, um, Steve Swan, Jim Graham, and... Which, and the, like, Julia's relatively new to the... Yeah, this will be like her second Even to the show. scene, but like, um, yeah. I mean, Jim Graham's been doing stuff forever. Steve Swan's doing, been doing stuff forever, one yeah. way or another. Like, is there anything that you've learned from those, like, being in the same room with those guys for a while? Like... Um, yeah, I mean, I guess it's, like, a little, like, I guess it's kind of funny just, like, having, like, I guess we have, like, a pretty, like, fairly wide, like, age range in Dog Mountain, but it's kind of, I don't know, I guess it's, like, uh, 
I guess just like sort of different sense of a different like you know sort of like life experience they can bring right. to just the practical things that happen in sketches that it's like I wouldn't even really like think of <laughs> that situation like not to be like there are a bunch of oldies but just like there's like you know just like but uh, when a bunch of your members other yeah, members of the team have kids there's yeah we have dads we have a uh, yeah there's a good mix of dads and homeowners so uh, yeah so it's like completely different be, perspective yeah I get to be like the wild youngin of the group. Basically. Um, all right. So, yeah, Dog Mountain later this week. Thanks. Yep. Thank you. Yep. Thanks, everyone. Trevor Miles can be seen next as Dog Mountain presents Flipping the Channels at Philly Improv Theater, September 22nd and 23rd with Saucy Sally and the Gene Gals. And September 29th and 30th with Tom Hennigan's 25. All those shows are at 9 p.m. and tickets are available at fitcomedy.com. My first sketch is a Philly Sketchfest production. You can find out more at phillysketchfest.com or on Twitter at phlsketchfest. Also, for more information about comedy in Philly, head to watercooler.com. The music on this episode is by the band Nono, which you can check out at nonoband.bandcamp.com. Like my first sketch on Facebook to keep up with who I'll be talking to next and future live shows. As always, this is Josh Hyam. Thanks for listening. Go see some comedy.